A good Wednesday afternoon, everybody. Welcome into Mining Stock Daily. This is Trevor Hall, and uh, we are introducing a new company to the listeners today. Happy to welcome in the CEO of Tarachi Gold, Mr. Cameron Teamstra. Uh, Cameron, welcome to Mining Stock Daily. Thank you, Trevor. Happy to be here. Uh, Tarachi Gold does trade on the CSE with the symbol TRG. Uh, it's an interesting makeup of a company. In fact, it is probably uh, more unique than a lot of other uh, companies in the junior exploration sector. Uh, Cameron, it's because, you know, really, uh, you have launched Tarachi Gold, relatively new company, but there is basically some sort of a business strategy as the foundation of this company as far as finding ways to find some cash flow here pretty early into its year. So give us a rundown of Tarachi, the foundation of the company, and really what assets you have. Certainly, Trevor. Well, Tarachi Gold really came together uh, in the spring of 2020 with a name change, originally uh, Cal Minerals, uh, and with the signing of two option agreements for mineral concessions in Sonora, Mexico. Those are located in the uh, Sierra Madre Gold Belt in the same region that hosts Alamos Gold's Molotos Mine and the Agnicuigala India Mine. And those mining concessions total just over 3,700 hectares. And then just last month, we also announced the signing of a purchase agreement for the Magistral Mill and Tailings Project, and that is in the north end of the Durango state of Mexico. Uh, and as you mentioned, uh, that is going to be our, our soon-to-be cash-flowing asset. And the project that we think is really going to uh, set Trachi apart from most of our competitors in the junior gold exploration space by allowing us to actually generate some cash flow in the near term and to be able to use that cash flow to self-fund exploration, either on our Tarachi claims in Sonora or in the pursuit of other projects in Mexico. Uh, break down the Magistral del Oro uh, project here, the, the the tailings project. I mean, there's obviously enough tailings in here to make it economic or else you wouldn't have made the purchase. Uh, and really, this is just a basic way to even potentially create that revenue to fund more exploration. Yeah, it's, it's a great little project. I mean, the, the, it actually comes with a, a purpose-built mill, uh, but a thousand ton per day mill that was custom built to actually reprocess the gold mine tailings that are there. And these are really high grade gold tailings. We estimate the gold grade to be just over two grams per ton, which for tailings is quite high. And that's why we really believe it's gonna be uh, quite an economic project for us. Uh, this mill was built originally back in 2014 as a carbon and leach system. The original operators ha had some difficulties uh, with that process due to the presence of some cyanide soluble copper. And so they then reconverted it to a mineral crow system, which is much better at handling the presence of copper in, in ore and in tailings material. Uh, and it's been shut down since about 2017 or 2018. So it's really uh, almost brand new, hardly used. We were there in January to, to take a look at it and we're really impressed with what we saw. And uh, the game plan here is to do a bit of metallurgical study work with the Senko Engineering. We're going to do a PEA that'll give us um, really a NI43-101 compliant resource for that actual tailings material, which we estimate to be about 1.3 million tons. And at 1,000 ton per day operation, we're expecting that to provide feed for the, to the facility for, for about four years. Uh, and right now, we're also in the process of, of looking for some other tailings material in the district that we could potentially uh, bring to the mill as well and, and possibly extend the life of the operation beyond four years. Yeah, I was going to ask you, I mean, is there opportunities for this mill to really provide more of a service-based uh, business as well? Maybe other operations in the area that need some sort of uh, processing? Yeah, we, we do know of some tailings that are just about a kilometer and a half away to the west. There may be a few other deposits in the region. There's also the old uh, underground mine that actually produced these tailings in the past. It operated uh, mostly from the late 1800s until the mid-1900s. 
Uh, but we estimate they produce close to a million ounces of gold from the ore in, the, in those underground workings. Now, the mineral concessions uh, are not included in the purchase agreement, so we don't own the hard rock mineral concessions, but we're certainly interested in, in possibly pursuing those. We don't believe there's been any uh, modern exploration conducted there since the mine closed in the 1960s. So certainly some potential to host ore in the future. And if that is an asset that we could acquire, there's certainly some potential there to, to explore beneath the old underground workings and maybe convert this into a hard rock mine in the future. Who does own own that uh, the underground mineral rights there? Pardon? Who owns the mineral rights there? Uh, the a group in Mexico. Okay, yeah. very good. Uh, so it, you are open to that. So that's we're not, you know, that's an open book there. Yeah, that's not something that we have right now, but it's certainly something we're we're interested in pursuing, and we're making some headway in, in contacting those owners and seeing if they'd be interested in doing some sort of deal. But uh, if not, I mean, just the tailings alone being able to generate some pretty serious cash flow for, for at least four years for the company and be able to use that to self-fund our exploration makes this a great project. So this is really interesting, Cameron, because you as the CEO of the company have an interesting background. Uh, you actually have experience in tailings reprocessing, so you're, you're the perfect person for this <laughs> position. Yeah, I mean, my background is in mining engineering, but I did spend a couple of years working at uh, a large-scale tailings mining operation in Minnesota. That was an iron ore tailings uh, operation. We were processing about 25,000 tons per day of tailings. And then I also worked on a bit of a pilot project as well down in, uh, in Paraguay, which was a gold tailings recovery operation, uh, installing a new cyanide system there to, to reprocess and recover gold from those tailings. So it is a bit of a, bit of a, a niche project, but what we really like about these tailings operations is uh, sort of the ESG side of the story, as well as the economic side. I mean, when you look at a conventional gold mine, the majority of the energy that goes into producing an ounce of gold, or if it's a copper mine, a pound of copper, uh, is really in the crushing and the grinding and then the materials handling. And so in a tailings recovery operation, we're not moving any waste rock. We're not hauling anything out of a deep pit. We're not drilling and blasting. We're not crushing. And in this case, we're probably not gonna do any grinding either. And so those are the majority of the energy inputs. And of course, also the majority of the cost inputs. And so that's what can make these operations uh, both economical and also a pretty good um, environmental story in terms of being able to produce an ounce of gold for sort of the lowest possible carbon emissions or lowest possible uh, environmental footprint. Are you finding really solid community support here with this with this project because of that? We are, yeah. I mean, it is an opportunity for us to to clean up the area. The the previous operators, the, the first plant that was there that started generating tailings was a mercury amalgamation plant, and of course, back in the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, they weren't disposing their tailings into any sort of engineered uh, tailing storage facility, basically just pumping them out onto the land and letting it naturally fill in any low spots in the topography. So there's really nothing between the existing tailings and the natural ground. There's nothing preventing uh, surface water runoff during storm events from pushing this material down towards the community, which is adjacent to the tailings deposit. So this is also an opportunity for us to, to clean up their neighborhood and to transport these, these tailings into our own engineered tailing storage facility that has a plastic liner and is fully permitted uh, as a way of kind of removing that contamination from from the local community as well as, as providing some jobs to them as well. Uh, and, the, and the mill is relatively new. So I'm assuming it's just basically been on some care and maintenance over the last you know five or six years, or maybe even shorter than that. Uh, but talk about what it would take to get that thing up and running. Like how quickly could that happen? Well, we're working closely with this angle engineering right now to kind of uh, determine if the existing flow sheet is really the most optimal flow sheet. Um, like I said, previous operators had had some issues. So we want to make sure that the Merrill Crow system that's in place right now 
uh, is adequate to handle the, the tonnage rates of about 1,000 tons per day that we're looking for, and also to help us achieve the gold recoveries of that sort of 70 to 75% range that we're expecting with this facility. So we may have to make a few modifications depending on the results of that PEA. We probably will also make some modifications to the feed system uh, based on my own experiences and some other engineering consultations that we've had. The existing feed system doesn't look very adequate for handling kind of sort of clay rich tailings material. And then we'll probably have to make some upgrades to the existing uh, tailing storage facility as well and, and complete lining that. So we expect it to take probably the rest of this year to get things into shape there uh, with, the, with the possibility of commissioning the plant probably early next year. Okay. So uh, let's uh, just kind of due diligence technical work here throughout uh, the remainder of 2021. But uh, ideally, you're looking at a second half of next year uh, to begin commercial production. I think that is that still kind of what your thoughts are here? Yeah, that's definitely the game plan. If we can start commissioning the plant sometime early next year, you know, it may take a little while to kind of smooth out the creases and, and get it up to that thousand tons per day that we're looking for. So that's we're hoping to hit that sort of mid-year next year. Okay, yeah. very good. Anything else we need to know uh, from from this uh, mill and tailings project, the Magistral del Oro plant, that you want to make sure our listeners know before we move on? Well, it's a, it's a facility that was formally uh, completely permitted. Um, we're just doing some investigative work right now into the existing environmental permits so we can make sure that those are all uh, up to standards and activated uh, and still active before we actually commission the plant. Um, it's, a, it's a highway accessible facility. There, there's a town of about 5,000 people called Santa Maria del Oro. That's just a few minutes down the road from us. Uh, it's already next to the power grid. Uh, we just have to actually make the connection. Right now, our, our transformers are sitting next to the power pole, so we just need to do uh, an, an uh, electrical uh, survey so we can apply to the, to the government agency to, to have that connection. So a lot of the things are really already in place at, uh, for this project, which is what we really like about it, uh, and which really helps us you know, acquire a project that has already been significantly de-risked. Okay, very good. Well, let's move uh, kind of north, uh, northwest, if you will, into Sonora, where you have the Tarachi project, which is really your uh, your exploration projects here. Give us kind of a lay of the land uh, with what you're seeing. Yeah, so our, our Tarachi mineral concessions, we, we sort of divide those into Tarachi North and Tarachi South. Uh, the Tarachi South claims um, the concession that we're drilling on right now is called the uh, Jabali concession. It is host to the former uh, former underground mine called the Ladura mine, which is mostly artisanal workings, but pretty large in scale. It's pretty pretty big cavern under there that they've dug. And so we have um, an underground exploration drill right now in those underground workings, uh, currently drilling. We just started up again last week. Um, in that, based on our earlier drilling there, we were in, encountering mineralization around four and a half to five and a half grams per ton over intersections of about 15 to, to 20 meters. And so we're following up on that initial round of drilling. And we're also going to be bringing in a, a surface RC rig to drill there as well in the next couple of weeks. And that surface rig will be targeting the mineralized corridor that sits between this Ladura mine where we're drilling at now and some other old underground workings about 450 meters to the south that we're target, targeting uh, very similar mineralization. So we're going to be testing that sort of 450 meter zone in between there to see if the mineralization is continuous between those two spots. So just trying to see if there's actually scale to this project. Yeah, we're trying to see if the, if the goal is continuous and if there's potential to actually host some tonnage there and, and a potential resource. And then up north at our Trachi North concessions, uh, these ones are sort of northwest of uh, Agni Legal's La India Mine and actually next door to their undeveloped Tarachi deposit, which is a gold deposit that Agnico has that has about 360,000 ounces of gold in it. Um, we've been drilling there on our San Javier concessions, following up on some historic drill holes that were drilled back in 2014. Uh, these were targeting more higher grade styles of mineralization, epithermal deposits. 
And what we found in our first round of drilling um, were a series of um, mineralized intrusive breaches with gold mineralization typically found in, in the foot wall. And so our, our initial drilling, we encountered about 11.9 grams per ton over two meters and five and a half grams per ton over five and a half meters, just in the sh shallow sections of those breaches. And so right now, we're gonna be bringing in some drilling equipment um, probably in the next couple of weeks up there as well to follow up on those initial drill holes and to target the deeper extensions of that mineralized breccia. Cameron, how do you see this business really kind of coming together with, with the uh, tailings in the mill work you have going on in conjunction with the exploration work you have going on at the Tarachi North and South? Um, you know, I'm sure there's challenges here in keeping everything balanced, but really what what is the strategy for business and how do you see this thing all coming together? The strategy for Tarachi is really to to self-fund our own exploration in the future. And, and in doing that, we'll be able to limit future shareholder dilution. I mean, it's so common in this industry for, for every exploration company to have to essentially pass the hat around and do a fundraise every six to 12 months every time they want to do another round of drilling. By being able to self-fund at least some or most of our, our own exploration, we're, we're hoping to limit our future shareholder dilution, generate some cash flow, but still keep our shareholders exposed to that upside potential of a highly prospective exploration project. And in addition to these two projects, we're, we're also going to be looking for potentially a third asset to bring into the portfolio later this year. That could look like another tailings operation if we found another really exciting one that we thought we could bring into production quickly and generate additional cash, or it could be a project that's maybe somewhere in the middle of the pipeline. Um, Magistral is at the cash generating end of the pipeline. The Tarachi projects are kind of in the more greenfields exploration end. Um, maybe something more in the middle, something perhaps with a small resource already defined on it that we can that we can grow on and we can we can increase that resource and, and push it towards the different levels of engineering studying towards feasibility. Um, that would really make it for us like an ideal situation to, to have more of a, a fully structured uh, project pipeline like that. I, it's just kind of curious. I was just thinking in the back of my head, it's like, it, it always seems like these kind of these cash generating business strategies when it comes to mineral exploration, which is very, you know, like, you know, it's, it's very seldom you see something like that, but it seems like it always comes into Mexico. You know, I always keep on thinking like, you know, Minera Alamos, they have a business strategy yeah. with their three projects. Uh, Van Gold, uh, with what they what they've been doing with their stockpiles, uh, obviously, um, James Anderson talks about their business strategy to uh, fight against dilution, and now you guys in Tarachi. I mean, I, it, it is something. I don't know what it is, but Mexico actually, if you're creative enough to see these opportunities, Mexico provides that opportunity for you. Yeah, I mean, the Mexico is a country with with great geology, and and another company to add to that list too is Gogol. I mean, they've been successfully yeah. generating revenue from their uh, Peral tailings project, which was really only about 100 kilometers straight north from the Magistral project. And they've been doing that for a number of years. And now they can deploy that cash on exploring for Los Ricos. And, um, you know, maybe Mexico just, I mean, it has great geology and there's a lot of opportunities there. Uh, perhaps permitting a mine and getting something into production is, is a little easier there than in other countries, like in Canada, for example. So a lot of these smaller projects that maybe would take you know, forever to, to fully permit and, and get all the permissions to put into production in Canada for something that's only maybe a three to five year lifetime uh, in Mexico with, with shorter timelines for permitting and, and such a great supportive sector too in Mexico. I mean, mining's so big there, there's there's a whole host of, of great contractors and suppliers and, and operators that can, that can help out on projects as well. And the local communities are, are typically very welcoming to, to the prospect of having new jobs in their communities. So it's just been uh, our experience so far working in Mexico. It's just been a great place to do business. Well, 
Uh, Cam, I appreciate your time. It's a pleasure for this this introduction into Tarachi Gold, and we look forward to sharing uh, more news from the company as things progress and news hits the tape. Thank you very much, Trevor. All right, everybody, that is our introduction to Tarachi Gold. They trade on the Canadian Securities Exchange with the symbol TRG. I'd like to thank Cameron for his time. We'll be back later today with more market commentary. Stay tuned. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decision.